Hey, Chris, how are you? Hello, everybody. <laughs> we are also joined today in a very special episode, as we are usually during basketball season, post-Super Bowl, by two of our favorites. Uh, we've got Cold Cuts, Mike Davey, and RJ, Mr. Weaver, here for a uh, new segment. We used to call it the Knicks Lament, but since the Knicks aren't necessarily lamenting anymore, I think we've aptly Not changed yet, the name to uh, just the Tibbs. Mm. So... Yeah. Let's jump into it. We're gonna every do young it. boy's favorite game. <laughs> I know. You, <laughs> RJ, uh, cold cuts. How you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good, Chris. Uh, it's just the how many years have we been doing the Knicks uh, taking the temperature of the Knicks fans? <laughs> I think this uh, is like this is four four five years. Minor, I remember uh, it was the first gas crisis, I believe. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Carter was president. Yeah. Um, you're doing well. RJ, you're doing okay. It looks like you're drinking a little red wine in, in tribute to Tom Segura. Are you, are you just shedding the pounds by drinking red wine on Monday nights? Uh, it's Neil Diamond. Thank you very much. <laughs> tribute. Shout out to my Brooklyn brother. Oh, we're good. Thank you. UB40. Enjoying watching the Knicks until Derek Rose just checked in. So. Now I'm sad again. I wonder if I should. Um, I just so I can. Wait, join. are you not happy about Rose on the Knicks now? <laughs> no. Well, that's when you a- get rid of a guy at 28 because they're not good. When you get them back at 32, usually not super psyched. Let's let's oh. jump in right there then, since that's a good starting <laughs> point. Uh, Derek Rose, recent addition to the New York Knickerbockers. Uh, he's only making like seven million, right? I mean, he's not a huge cap hit or anything like that. Um, how, you got, how do you guys feel about it? RJ, since you already started, sounds like you are not in favor of this move. I mean, he's fine and we gave up nothing and he's okay, but it just, it didn't send the right message and Tibbs is just going to want us to grind out for the play-in spot. And well, that's, it, I, I was going to happen regardless though. Yeah. I saw some video yesterday of, uh, what looked like a little bit of a bonding moment between Derek Rosen and quickly looks like you do you yeah, think yeah. Tibbs brought him in to be a bit of a mentor it looks I mean it looks that way he seems to un- unlock something in like the second unit like it's just been a few games right and um <clears throat> yeah I, I know the the knee-jerk reaction is when the Knicks do something like trade for a guy that they had on the team two years ago or trade for a guy who's got one foot out the league you know but you know, this team has a talent problem. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, I, I, that's kind of like still their biggest challenge is there's just not a lot of talent on this team. And I trust it right now. I'm, 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 I'm trusting the Tibbs <laughs> on this. I really, I really feel like, you know, there's something that Derek, that Derek Rose, that he likes about Derek Rose as far as how the team plays. And that's why he want him on there. And so far it looks right. I mean, it looks like, there's something that Derrick Rose understands about how Tibbs wants them to play that he's able to execute out there. That, uh, but how long do you think working? I trust him with coaching, but the problem is what always got him in trouble was GMing, and that's like what they let him do. Like, 
get Taj Gibson back, mm-hmm. another guy who was amazing seven years ago. And when I used to play against him in Fort Greene 20 years ago, I mean, he was really good. We both had a full head to hair, and he was amazing. But do you have that little back? We'll have Noah back on this team if we do, let him have you, his drugs. Do you still have? Yeah. The, do you still have the Taj Gibson team. back? Back the back patch, RJ? Do you still? Are you still rocking the? the did, wasn't Taj, didn't Taj Gibson have that little like nubbin of hair in the back for like a couple seasons? It was like a? <laughs> you remember this? No, it was like a little Hitler. Mu- it was like a little. It was like a little Hitler mustache just growing out the back of his head. Like he's the only hair he had for like two seasons. No one remembers this. I don't no. think that was Taj Gibson. It was definitely Taj Gibson. Debbie Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> so in honor of you guys, uh, everyone tonight, I actually put a little action on a three-team parlay. I took the Knicks in points, Sixers plus seven, and a Nets money line. So if we uh, if we hit. We're looking good. We're going to be making money tonight. I don't know. I don't know if the six the Sixers feel like the weak link in that one. Um, did anybody else put any action? RJ, sound like you put a little something. Oh shit! They play Gibson. <laughs> oh wow! That is something. No, with Mitch out. Uh, no, they, with they, Mitch they, out. Uh, they, they... RJ or Mike, you're feeding back. Yeah. What What was that? I don't know. Or something in your computer. Maybe it's maybe it's the fact that it sounds like was you gar- it, gargled glass. Was it me though? <laughs> I don't know what it was, but you're back. Okay, it's, all, it's uh, always you, cold cuts. <laughs> a um, well, oh, Todd, yeah, no, with Mitch out, uh, they need center minutes. So um, so they have no choice. They, they only have they only have two centers on this team. I can't before Taj. I can't understand why they wouldn't bring in one or two more guys. Originally, I mean, they got to, they're too guard heavy. They're too. Steam is weird. Like without without Mitch, it's it's sort of like you're like yeah. Knowles can't just carry the load here for for weeks at a time now. But and they, then it, you're going to really rely on Taj here for 20 minutes a game. Well, so does, I was so, hoping they would slide like put Toppin go small and let Ob play center on with the second unit for a while to see how it goes. Right. I mean, are the um, are the Knicks? This is one of my six questions. Six questions for you guys both, uh, in honor of uh, Alfred Payton's number six. Um, are the Knicks maybe? Are the is the starting five a little better without Mitchell Robinson? Is it a better fit to have Nerlens Nolan there, considering how well they played with Noel starting at center the last game against Houston? I mean, I don't. I- no, is the short answer. I mean, Mitchell Robinson, this first place, if all Tom Thibodeau did was teach Mitchell Robinson to stop fouling out of games, I'd give him like a prize, like, you know, the Nobel Prize or something like that. That has been one of the biggest, like, as a Nick fan, one of the things that's really been kind of been the most uh, uplifting this year is to see Mitchell Robinson play. And also, he just kills from that dunk spot. He is so, he, so, so I think he's, he's has a real role on a starting five on a on a good nba team now whether alfred payton is the guy to like totally take advantage of that you see it a lot more with with um with the second unit when he when he was running with them but um that's my point yeah i, th- I think mitchell robinson has definitely like proven that he's like a first of you know starting nba player but that's not mitt i agree with you mike though that's not on mitch when he's better at the second unit it's more on payton because payton also can't shoot so he's like let me get super close to you like because quickly can shoot, he could throw a lob from 15 feet away where he's a threat. Peyton has to be 
where Mitch has, they both have to be seven feet away. So he gums everything up. So, so what is need to get Peyton? I just, I, I need Peyton. So what happens then when Nicotelina comes back? Like what? Who? Frankie smokes. Nick, what's it? Nicotelina? No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's like, I, I don't know. You know, it's like, um, comes back like from where to where exactly. I, I just don't see him he's got have you seen tibbs got this expression situational have you seen this <laughs> oh. like where it's like what tevin Knox? well he's going to be situational now and austin you know austin rivers well, now he's going to be situational that's 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 the expression he uses when guys are just not going to see playing time unless it's it's a blowout so um Frank is is situational until further notice. So he's not injured. I thought he like I thought he was like out with he some. He was. He just he. I mean, I can't imagine him ever getting into a rhythm now. Like so, you think Tibbs would love a defensive first player, but so it's too far down the line. There's too many guys ahead of him. Yeah. So he's what, fourth on the on the depth chart. What does so then? My question. This is not my second of six questions in honor of Alfred Payton. Uh, is it time to move on from Knox and Smokes? Yeah, I mean, I think they already have. In They're a way. both like Knox is twenty one, Frank is somehow twenty two years old. Like they're mm-hmm. still so fucking young. Can they get anything for these guys, or is it just like a, is it just a straight wave job? Like I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me that they're just wasting away, doing nothing. These no, two. We're gonna give them first to lottery San picks. Antonio, and San Antonio is gonna turn them into mm-hmm. borderline all stars, and we're gonna get mm-hmm. nothing in return. Mm. I mean, look, if you if you look at guys like that, yeah, th- there are players who come into the league and aren't good in their like, you know, their first few seasons and then go someplace else or are good. But in the meantime, the Knicks will have somebody who started someplace else and is on their team and is like playing well. You know, I mean, it's like guys yeah, rarely are drafted by a team and then really? like, you know, teams like go through all this pain of playing them when they stink. And then four years later, they're like, you know, outside of somebody like Giannis or somebody who's like a, a real kind of tentpole project that you're going to sort of build around your team. I, I look, I like, again, I've always liked Frank. I, you know, I like Knox, but if you look at where this team is now, they need kind of top tier talent to come in at the top of the rotation. They can't be working guys up from the bottom of the rotation to be starters. Right. So, yeah. so to me, it's a healthy sign that we're talking about like things like, oh, do the Knicks need another center or what do they, you know, are they just going to let Knox go? It's like, yeah, they can afford to let Knox go. Right. He's like, he's not better. Let's put it this way. He's, he's not better in his third year of the league. He's not better than Reggie Bullock. Right. Right. So where do you go from there? Like, well, that's a good point. Find a a forward. As a Sixer fan, I've seen like Nikola Vucevic is a two-time all-star, right? Like that's a player that they had to get rid of. It was situational. They were, they didn't, they couldn't like, bring him up the way that he needed to be brought up. Right. Now he's like one of the biggest trade bait players in conversations with how like other teams need an additional player. Are you saying that the Knicks now are like, they're in a position where they're, they should be like shopping for superstars and like play and play this squad around them. Or are they a team that should be tanking and should be like playing for one more lottery spot? Or is this a team that's just going to try to be like, we made it into the play into the, the play-in tournament, and that's a huge success for this team. I mean, what we're saying is Washington, take our trash for Bradley Beal. Take right. Kevin right. Knox and Frank Neal Aquina and um, Dallas's pick swaps and give us Bradley Beal. Come on. Why not? 
I mean, th- think of it this way. We have three guys who we've drafted in the past three years who are in our rotation, like heavily. So Obi Toppin looks like he's a player. Is he? And quickly, it's, I mean, I'm st- I didn't believe that two weeks ago, but I believe it now. And then quickly, obviously, and R.J. Barrett, who I'm not like, you know, totally sold on. But we those three guys are um, rotation or have proven themselves to be rotation players on this team going forward. I don't see like, yeah, we have other draft. We'll have draft picks coming up this year. So hopefully we'll get somebody good, but I don't think we should put putting our effort into trying to salvage our draft picks of like four or five years ago who, who look borderline when we, we should be trying to set our sights on like, fine, yeah, getting a Bradley Beal or getting like, like that next step up type type player. DeMar DeRozan know? comes to mind. No, I mean, DeMar DeRozan, like four years ago, three years ago, might have been the DeRozan guy. DeRozan is going to be an all-star this year. I mean, also we have R.J. Barrett's ceiling is DeMar DeRozan, right? So I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to get 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 that. I'm a, I'm a little afraid R.J. Barrett maybe had some is is not as good as we thought he was going to be at the beginning of this season. That's He's having not. watched uh, having watched him a little bit like since then. I I think that they're going to be in, stuck in a weird position where they're going to be holding on to him because he was a number three in mm-hmm. such a crazy draft that they're not going to be able to like have the 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 ability to like bench him or move on from him. They're going to force him for a while longer. I think. I you know I feel that way too. I I, I feel the almost the worst thing that can happen to the Knicks is R.J. Barrett is just successful enough. Yeah. To like where the fans demand that he get the ball in his hands all the time and. I, and then he gets a little more confident where he just like will hold the ball, you know, you anyhow. Mean, you, mean, you mean fans like RJ Weaver? Well, I mean, I strongly disagree with you guys. on. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He doesn't really force stuff. He plays hard. He rebounds. He defends. I mean, he, he, no, he does. He does all this. I, and I give him a lot of credit for being so better at I those things. Than I thought he get better. It's not like Frank and Knox. Their big problem is they're not aggressive. Like they have talent, but that's not going to be the issue with RJ. So I think. Yeah, but RJ might, RJ's might, his problem might be his ceiling isn't as high as everyone was assuming it would be, or, or just projecting because he was happened to be the third pick in a, in a draft where he probably, you know, had no business being there, but you know, who, who were you going to pick third anyway in that draft? But yeah, for sure. But you also have to, I think you, I think what the Knicks have to do, because one Tibbs does, doesn't really develop players. Like he's, it's not his style. It's not his game. Like if, if they're not producing what he wants from them, like quickly, or Toppin because he's a high draft pick and they got to give him run. Then like Knox and Nilakina are guys that just sort of they fall by the wayside and they're not going to get the chance. They're not going to get the opportunity to prove the, the talent that they potentially have. So if you can get rid of those guys and trade up, kind of like what what Mikey was saying, and or Barrett's the same thing. I think like Barrett's good, decent player. He's nice. He's got some game to him. He's got a whole bunch of potential in like every aspect and facet of the, you know five tools or whatever you want to call it. But if you can trade him and draft picks and and Kevin Knox for Bradley Beal, like Knicks, you, like that's what the Knicks have gotta like try to do. Like, don't force trades just to make trades to try mm-hmm. to you know get like, uh, you know, some guy that's that's not an all star, but he's better than probably what the Knicks have on their on their roster. But like, if you I mean, can shoot I, your I, shot not- and get that and get that big move, then 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 all your assets are expendable. I mean, if we look at if we if we look say net next year, and we've got Mitchell Robinson, Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly, and R.J. Barrett again as significant rotation players, then this rebuild kind of thing that we've been going through for the past is that's a pretty good like um, you know um, return on on that effort. And I think 
then you've got to like that's where GMs earn their pay is like now you got to start figuring out how to make the team good and you know things change around the league and guys become available and yeah so there's a, then I think that we're just sort of naturally ignoring the 400 pound elephant in the room which is potential all-star Julius Randle what are we doing with Julius Randle RJ what do you what first of all what is I've never heard your take on Julius Randle I feel like you probably hate him when he was a Laker, but you, you, Oh, I loved him out of Kentucky. And I, I mean, I hate all Lakers that aren't from New York city, but I mean, I hated him last year. And this year you have to admit when you're wrong, like he changed, he grew, he's played so smart and trimmed hard. down. I mean, you gotta, I though The question is though, do you extend it? Right. I don't know. Do you extend him? We'll trade him while he's hot, while his value is yeah. high. He's, I mean, he's not that big of a ha- cap hit, I don't think. I think he makes like $14 million. He's definitely your highest Oh, yeah. He's a, it was like a, a three-year, 60-something million or, or, a, or a four-year with a three-year guarantee, like a fourth-year option. I forget what it is, but yeah. Um, I think I mean, I think his game is going to age well because he's, he's become very skilled. It's not like athleticism. And what we trade him to make room for Obi, whose ceiling isn't nearly as high as Julius Randle. He'll never be the playmaker of Julius. I don't think Julius Randle would ever be the playmaker that Julius Randle is right now. Like He's probably our best guard, to be so honest. Then- the problem is going to be, like, going into next year's free agent, he's going to be a free agent next year, right? I, yeah. Like, that's a thin class. Is he going to be looking for a max? Like, will, will he take anything less than a max from the Knicks? Because do I want to make him a max player on the, on the Knicks right now? I, I don't feel like I do. Oh, no. So then, and if somebody, and I could see other teams out there doing it. Um, so I, yeah, I, I might be tempted to like trade. Uh, you're not going to trade him late this year because just the, you're not going to try to make that eighth, those, those like bottom playoff spots and trade Julius Randle. So, yeah, that's, so that's I, the, I think, the, I think we're going to lose him to free agency probably in the next Year. I think that's I think that's the way Tibbs wants to play this. I think a success for him is to make the playoffs, to be like, look, New York, I brought you back into the playoffs with a fucking mm-hmm. just under 500 team, you know, maybe get into definitely into the play in tournament, maybe even into the playoffs. And then, yeah, lose Julius Randle to, to free agency. I don't know what the market is for Julius Randle right now. Anyway, I've heard his name sort of bounce around with talks with Boston and a couple of other. Where do you, yeah, where would you see him? Where would you see him? Like, I mean, I'd, lo- I'd love him in Boston personally. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I just I mean, as a Sixer fan, yeah, okay. <laughs> I love Julius Randle. Okay, so personally, if I was if I was one of the coaches, I don't think he's an all star starter, but I could make the argument for him as an all star this year <laughs> 22, oh, yeah. 11, and five. His numbers have gone up significantly in each department, especially assists. This is a question I had for you guys, but it sounds like you're all already on board. Number three of my six questions in honor of Alfred Payton. Is Julius Randle an all-star this year? Every yeah. podcast I listen to, they're all like, oh, he's right there, but nah, fuck it. Let's put on Zach Levine for some reason. Right, which is a, he's a, he's a fucking <sighs> stat hound. Like, that's not what Julius yeah. Randle is doing. Could we, I, yeah, I can we just say something? Is like, this is my seventh question. Is Zach Levine a good basketball player? Like, I don't, I, he isn't. Like, he's no. on a team. If he is as good as people think he is, why are the Bulls like a trash team? I don't, I don't understand that. And when the Knicks talk about like, this is when I say going to get a player, like we talk about Bradley Beal as somebody we all agree on would be like beautiful on the Knicks. I do not want to see like um, Zach Levine on there. I do not want to see what's his name from Orlando. Um, the other Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> is that what you mean? <laughs> um, Jason Levine, is that his name? <laughs> Flash Gordon. Adam Levine. Levine. Adam Levine. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I'd rather Adam Levine than Zach Levine. Yeah. So yeah. So those yeah those are the th- those are the things. As far as far as um uh, Randall goes, that whole off season workout, like what he's done to himself as a just physically, like the kind of shape he's in, and his quickness and his his hand, all the things that got him into trouble last year, like his handle is so much more so much tighter and his, his, he, his first step is just quick enough. As where, defense. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really happy for him. I mean, I mean, it's really kind of gratifying to see a guy like do what he did. Now he's playing for a contract. He's playing for a max contract, right? Like that's one thing that I see is like, he did all that work. He is not going to sit and take the same contract. He do all that work and then take that same contract again. Yeah. So that's, that's that goes into I what think I think. Tra- the Boston, like what's the track record of guys, Go to Boston. Does it ever work out for you? Horford? <laughs> no. No. Kemba? No. 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 Hayward? No. Kyrie? No. Guess what? They don't want. They don't want people who aren't white there. And even Gordon Hayward, they're like, guess what? We don't even want white people. Well, then, but don't, don't you think? Don't want. you think that the glaring fucking issue in Boston isn't the fucking players? Because they do just fine once they're out. Gordon Hayward's gonna make the play, make the fucking the All Star team this year. They, you're, you've already seen Kyrie advance. I mean, obviously, Isaiah Thomas is the exception because they ran him into the ground for a, a fucking shitty playoff run. The president, Brad Stevens, is the fucking person that's the problem in, in Boston. And no one will fucking say it because they still think he's whoa, a wonderkin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, think I, I, don't, I don't know if I feel he's the problem. He's going to take the fall for it in a he year should. or so. He should. He should. He should go back to fucking Butler. Why are we all overlooking Danny Age here? Well... Well, that's another problem. thing too, right? He's like, the problem. Yeah, like he he looked really golden the, for a while, but yeah. Uh. Danny Ainge is a guy who's just holding everything. Is like the guy at the bar, like, no, wait, we'll see a better looking girl. We'll see a better <laughs> right, looking girl. Right. Five a.m. Like Danny yeah. Ainge, get out of here. It's closed. Also, don't you remember like, Danny Ainge is a total asshole. Like we're all like, oh, he's great. What a good guy. He's such a businessman. Oh, he's Mormon. He was a fucking asshole as a fucking basketball player. He's a sh- Wait, we're all sitting around saying what a great guy he is. I think I miss- that that's the I take was on him. that day. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he got the best of a desperate yeah. Russian. Yeah. He got to know team once. It's like, what a genius. <laughs> if you're the first person that's ever taken advantage of Russian greed, like, settle down, Danny. Oh, well, that and also the Sixers, right? Yeah, so. yeah. That, I, th- I have a deeper, darker conspiracy theory on why the Sixers gave up the Tatum pick for Fultz. And I think it has to do with the Colangelos. Um, but I'm not, I, this is for another podcast and Chris yeah. has heard this. Chris has heard this <laughs> you podcast, ni- 90 different times. Yeah. Um, so uh, you didn't answer the question. Is Julius Randall an all-star this year? Yes or no? I mean, I vote yes, but like it's a, it's going to be a numbers thing. Uh, but you know, sure. Is the thing. Who does he take out? Like, so it's so, so right now it's, it's, it's Giannis, right? Um, oh, I'm glad another person says Giannis, like Chris. That's nice. It's glad we could all be here saying Giannis. Um, well, let's. I mean, obviously, the the reserves. I think the bottom of the reserves, without going through all of the starters, is probably Trey Young, Zach Zach. No, I only want to call him. Adam yeah. Levine, uh, Gordon Hayward, right? Better yeah. than him. It's probably, I think that Kyrie is probably the position ahead of him, right? Like Kyrie's the reserve that'll end up getting, he'll be the third net that gets in there. Maybe it's, maybe it's Ben Simmons versus, 
If you if you put a gun to my head and said which who's a more deserving all star, Julius Randle or Ben Simmons, I would say Julius Randle by far. Yeah. 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 But I mean, do they have they have that front court back court thing? They, Sorry. I don't think it matters for reserves. No, it doesn't. Okay. Uh-uh. But Ben Simmons doesn't make the Knicks better at all. He like no he's great. No, no, he doesn't work there at all. Like he's yeah he's Nerland's Noel. <laughs> he's like. You know, with a with a better handle. I I personally, I think Nerlens Noel is going to be the next uh, the next Noah. I think that I think Tibbs likes him. I think Tibbs is gonna is gonna like have a have fun with Nerlens Noel. I and I'm still a defender. I still believe he's got he's got ability in this. I th- I still think he's a decent reserve center in this league. Yeah, he's got a role. He's he, he's he's good at you know certain things, a rebounding and and I mean yeah, he's he definitely has a role the, and a place medium, in the NBA. He's medium good at the pick and roll. Especially uh, on a Tibbs team. He's perfect for a Tibbs team. Exactly. That's what I mean. He's Noah 2 point or Noah 0. 0.2. <laughs> it's so good. That's another thing, though, I think about. Um, I think why quickly, like, really why Tibbs liked him is, like, he's kind of rah-rah. Like, Tibbs likes a guy who's in your face, loud. Like, that's not Noel. That's more like Noah. I think that's the only reason quickly. Quickly is just so much confidence. Um, I think Tibbs likes that. He likes a raw, raw, loud. And I think Frank's not that way. And that's why he didn't like it. And Dennis Smith was just a shell. But it's crazy to me to think that, like, Obi Toppin is 22. Like, Obi Toppin's older than Smokes and Knox. Like, it's just the where he well, got Well, the youngest drafted. guy in the Knicks is, is RJ, right? Oh. I would um, guess. Yeah, he so. is. He's the youngest player on the. On, but I just want to say something. So when we talked about. The, we, you, we were on here talking about when Tibbs was hired, right? Yeah. And I was totally. Everything I expected, or the worst I certainly the worst I expected, Tibbs has turned out not to be the case. And even the stuff like you're talking about how that obviously Tibbs wants Derrick Rose, but I don't feel it's just Tibbs like forcing these decisions. I feel like uh, Rose, um, what's his name, uh, Leon, Leon Rose, thanks, is um, is on the same page with this. In ter- certainly in terms of trying to make the playoffs this year. Right. Because I think he wants to make the same kind of impression that Tibbs does that, hey, we're back in the NBA. And then um, I think there was some Derrick Rose World Wide West type of like thing going on as well. Like they had some kind of connection yeah, that, that, was, that yeah. brought him over. Yep. So um, I think it's a full. I, and the other thing about Tibbs is I don't feel like the commitment that Tibbs has to quickly and top in, I don't feel is just. I think it is part of a, a, a of a of a plan that maybe his heart isn't in or whatever, but to develop the young players. I don't think there's any way you could take in the Knicks job, and I don't think there's any way like like Leon Rose wants to go forward except they have to develop these young players. Because if you listen to the fans, like the fans are just so it gets on my nerves a lot, right? But the fans are even more loyal to like these young players than they are to like the Knicks in some ways. And I think they have to have a commitment to these guys and Tibbs has to be on board with it. And his whole kind of attitude and demeanor Tibbs is a lot different from what I expected. He's a lot less of a jerk. <laughs> he's a lot less, he's, you know, even I saw this thing Derek Rose was saying that he sees Tibbs smiling more than he ever remembers him. You know, he does seem a lot let's, more kind let's of pump the brakes a little bit, Mike. Tibbs is a piece of shit. Let's just. I don't know. I mean, are we really to the point where we're thinking Tibbs is doing a fantastic job? Is this is this going to work? Is the is the Tibbs the Tibbs style of coaching is it going to work if they get a Bradley Beal? I mean, the well, team. Well, the team is exceeding expectations so far, aren't they? 
Fizdale would have five wins with this team. Oh yeah, I mean, it just blows my mind how bad, how badly this exposes uh, David Fizdale, right? It's the difference between having a wife that looks like Mrs. Fizdale. Yeah, and yeah. Like <laughs> yeah I know. There is something to be has, said. You have extra time on your hands for celibacy, as as it'd be a coaching <laughs> yeah. uh, asset. Yeah, we would all be slightly distracted. Um, so who do you see? Who would you like to see come back with this team next year? Like, do you? Who are your who are your must haves if you're a GM on this team or for this team? RJ, who do you who do you who would you break your heart to see not come back next year? I mean, we're gonna draft Cade Cunningham, right? Between our pick and Dallas's, hopefully we're gonna luck out and get Cade Cunningham. <laughs> um I'm just all my Dream eggs big. are in that. Yep. Dream That's big. never gotten wrong for us putting all our eggs in a basket like that. So. Um it would break my heart to obviously. I mean, quickly we got we got to keep back RJ. We got to keep back Mitch. I would like to see Randall back. Um, other than that, I'm not married to anyone. Even Toppin? No, I I hated the Toppin pick. I like Obi as a person. I mean, his mom's a member of my union. God bless her. <laughs> um, but there were, we all knew that Halliburton was way better than Toppin. We all knew other guys were better than. Right now, as uh, the uh, all of the um, rookie ladders that I've looked at right now all have quickly in or around the five spot as the fifth best rookie right now, and have top yeah, in plus two thousand. They have top in. <laughs> they have yeah. That thanks for that. I'm I'm gonna cash that bet in. By the way, um, it was plus ten thousand. I know they're offering me like a hundred bucks for it right now, so I might just cash it in because he's not gonna win. But, oh, you okay? You have but before before we get there, I I. Obi Toppin is is the twenty fifth ranked the twenty fifth best rookie right now. Like that's depressing. You know, he missed he missed like a like uh, I don't know what is it two weeks two three weeks of the season. Then he got very sporadic minutes. But if you look, if you watch him play since Derrick Rose came in, and he's and now he's part of like locked in as that second unit, right? And he's playing with the same guys every day. He's showing me something that you know. I didn't see him see in the first couple of weeks. I did not see out of him how much he, though, looked, he how, looked overmatched. How geeked are you right now if you have fucking Halliburton though? And how geeked is fucking Tibbs? Like that's such a Tibbs player right there. Like it makes yeah. I'm not yeah. I'm not saying that you know that Halliburton wouldn't wouldn't have been a better choice maybe. But Cole Anthony. If we went zero for two on our draft picks, we'd be dwelling on totally. that. But like mm-hmm. you're not yeah, going to get quickly at twenty five. Like if any other team got quickly at twenty five and the Knicks passed on them, we'd hear about that for fifty. Yeah, exactly. Years. For yeah. sure. Also, again, this is what we're talking about, right? It's like obviously we want our rookies, like our young players, back. The rest of the team, we're like, yeah, we would like to see upgrades there. But I, the, again, I, I'm, I'm coming from a four years. I've been four years just like in shock. <laughs> like of just like having like a non NBA level team, you know, like I think we're like, again, I feel like we're back in the league this season. But isn't that the problem is that you aren't really back in the league. Like you're doing all right, but you're 13 no, and five, you're, 15. I've been listening like, to you. You're, you're like, this is, like this is what I wanted to hear today, Chris. <laughs> I, I just feel like you're not back in the, like you're not back in the league. Like that's the thing. No, we're playing basketball again. Like, like you look at what he, they, how he has these guys playing, and like the defense is not a mirage, right? It's real, okay. And I would take that. I would take that over like what the Hawks seem to have, or the or the well, the Cavs are looking pretty good. But like, I would take that over a lot of these teams that have talent but can't play. I feel like you have to have both, right? You have to have talent, and you have to have somebody who 
guys who know how to play. And right now I feel like I have a coaching staff that can show guys how to play. And that's like a big deal. Gallinari brings the Atlanta to one point. Uh, Remember him on the Knicks? I, yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. This just feels like another, like, you're going to get, I, I'm still not ready to move away from the idea that Tibbs is going to be a, a, a good enough head coach that you're never going to get to that next place. You're not, there's, there's not enough here to entice a Bradley Beal. Like there, I mean, sure. There's not enough trade bait either. Not yet. Maybe. So you think things change around the league. You just got to be in a position. I think we're in a much better position to take advantage of it. If somebody falls in our lap or somebody decides they don't, they're not happy in wherever anymore. Like cat is no longer happy in Minnesota. Well, he wouldn't go play for tips again, but, uh, but just (laughs) somebody somebody like that, right. Like decides that they want, they, they, New York is not like looking as terrible as it did a few years ago to guys who want to move. Um, I mean, to counter Chris's point, the other, the, the flip side of that was like, well, we were always, whenever we have the worst record, we don't win the lottery. Right. You're never going to win it for whatever reason. We got Patrick Ewing and they were like, you're good forever. You're never going to win a lottery. So we're better off mm-hmm. trying to be competitive and get people here. Maybe we get lucky with like when we have the 10th best odds. Like, because when we yeah. have the best odds, I think we all know we're never going to get it. I never think it was also, it was also, they couldn't, they couldn't draft right either. Even when they, I mean, you don't always need the number one overall pick. Like you got to be able to draft players. And, and and I mean, Porzingis was a right pick. Barrett, yeah, is not, yeah. he was the right pick. I mean, it was it was a huge drop off after one and two. Right, it was, was a huge drop, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but there's other guys that are better than Barrett. I think in that draft. That yeah, are, that we should have traded you, down in that draft. Probably yeah. could have got or, or or did something. I mean, the, the, like my I had actually I'll, I have a question that can kind of lead into this subject. Is that quickly is the best Knicks. Drafted player since Mark Jackson, Porzingis. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Mark Jackson's way better than Porzingis. I mean, as a as a as oh, a like but, as wait a future, second. Yeah, like yeah. Nick, like this is this is our guy. This is a, like the next Hall of Fame Nick, like dude, right? Like you guys, is that how you guys feel about Quickly? No, I feel like Quickly's John Starks, right? Quickly's a guy oh, who, who we didn't right. expect. Oh, what? Oh, oh. You really think wait, Quickly is quick? No, I'm think John Starks one of my favorite Knicks, but like it's a guy who can't. Who, I wasn't expecting much out of came on the team and has like these, he's a guy who, I don't know. I mean, you, you think quickly is better than Porzingis. I think he will. Be. Yeah, I think he will be. I think all the better. Oh, I don't see it at all. No. Porzingis career is how many, how many years has Porzingis been in the league? It's over. I love Porzingis. But I, he's, he's, I think he's, he's basically. I don't done. think quickly ever making an all-star team. What guys that are seven foot three get healthier as they get older mm. well look that's another story True. right but like but no, it's, it's, part, of the, it's part of play. the story you gotta play i mean i don't i don't know I mean, I th- they're I not think... doing they're not doing so great with him in dallas right now so i no, it, it, well he this if a guy's injured right like this whole thing of injury prone is like kind of some sort of metaphysical notion that people so spot christoph porzingis could never get is there a possibility he will he will not get seriously injured again, right? True. We don't know what, what his future holds, right? Right now, obviously, he's coming off this whole crazy season last year, stop and start, and then the short off season and his injury. And he looks like it, right? He's still putting up 27 points on any given night, all right? Christoph uh, so Porzingis, if he, does, if he is able to stay injury-free, and again, that's something that nobody has any control over, is going to win championships with the Mavericks. 
I like him and Luka Doncic are going to win championships together. That will never happen. I will bet you whatever amount of money you want. The Chris wait, Christoph Porzingis was an All Star in his in his second se- in his second season with the Knicks. I I tend and he got okay. hired. Who, who on the Knicks? Do you think Emmanuel quickly is going to be an All Star next year? No, maybe not next year. But I know no. that he's going to be playing basketball in five years. I and Porzingis is probably going to be living in Latvia. Here's here's the here's the bet. Quickly will have more All Star appearances than Porzingis in the in their career. I'll take that. I know it's not fair. Uh, I'll say. <laughs> Also, a white man in a that in a sport that's chosen by fans across say, the world, like nobody's gonna vote for quickly like they do for Porzingis. Oh, right now, I'd say yeah, no, uh, right now I'd say Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel quickly is reminding me of one of the top ten best Knicks draft picks of all time, and it ain't Chris Epps Porzingis. It's Landry Fields, <laughs> a second round pick who everybody was geeked on for the first half of a season, maybe even the whole season. He was like, oh, shit, we can't get rid of Landry Fields. He can't be in any trade. We don't want to get rid of this guy. He's too fucking good. And, RJ, I know you were one of those people. And th- not that's even the same, close to the same thing, you know. Why? Landry Fields, we were like, oh, okay. We got him in the second round. He's from Stanford. He can dunk. You got him quickly in the second round, right? 25, pounds, 25 points. He couldn't shoot. He was okay. And we had a good team. So Quickly's a whole different entity. The, so the quick, John Starks is a closer thing, but I still think he's better. What about Charlie Ward? Is he quick, is he closer to Charlie Ward? Oh, in in the Jesus category, he's he's up there in Charlie Ward territory. In yeah, the Charlie Ward doesn't love Jesus as much as Charlie Ward and Mark and Jackson Jesus, territory. Jesus doesn't love Quickly as much either, from what I'm hearing. From Who's this? Jesus. I, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus does not love quickly. Jesus is low on quickly. Yeah, it's not Uh-oh. reciprocal. <laughs> well, can that I ask, name Emmanuel? Since we're biblical. since we're talking about quickly, it was one of my number five of my six questions of in honor of Alfred Payton. Is Emmanuel quickly the rookie of the year? No, no. it's gonna be Melo definitely. Lamelo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that, without a doubt, that's a, there's, there's no, no chance. chance. I don't think. Does he get a? Yeah, does he well, get a vote? I mean, he got a huge head start, like. He's not, even st- he's not even starting quickly. He's not even starting. He's not. I mean, if he, if Tibbs started him and he was, he was, you know, averaging a lot more uh, across the board in, in a lot of stats, then, then the, I think the gap would be narrowing dramatically, but do you think he'll end no, up? Do you end? He, he could finish third though, right? Like you get, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think he's got a shot at third. Yeah. It'd be stupid if he wasn't top five, at least. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely. I feel like he's definitely. Gonna be, he's way better than Anthony Edwards. I think if anybody's being fair. But oh no way! I, I don't uh, watch Anthony I Edwards, go, but I, I don't. Oh, I don't Anthony, know. But Anthony Edwards will be in more All Star games than Emmanuel Great. quickly. Congratulations! In will it be in more All Star games than Porzingis? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. I, I, Anthony Edwards is showing flashes of pure raw talent. He look. Yeah, it, he might not. Yeah. It might not translate. Well, nobody ever, ever questioned that about him. Anything, the anything is- more than a than a than a, a high scoring player with no defense and no assists and no rebounds on a shitty team, maybe not. But you can't deny right. the fact that the guy's fucking incredibly talented. As just and is um, jumped right into the league and is playing big boy basketball with with Jr. Ryder with less Dewey's. No, it's mm-hmm. Isaiah Ryder. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Isaiah Ryder's name was J.R. Ryder. I know. I'm not talking know, about the rapper I from the Rockers. I know. I, was, I think he changed it from Isaiah to J.R., didn't he? But it's Lamelo. I mean, it's. I, I, I didn't think Lamelo was going to be any good, but I, I mean, I certainly didn't think he'd be like this, but he is clearly like a ne- like the next level up above all those guys. I bet any of the guy who came in the l- league this year. Would you guys take one He's of the. So big. Would, I didn't realize how big he was and yeah. how 
Like he must have been dogging it in New Zealand. I know that law that league was he was just trying not to get hurt in New Zealand because you watch him play, like he wasn't giving it. He's he's really good. He's really he does good. not look like a kid. No, he's like, playing. He's no. exactly. That's exactly right. He's playing like he's a total pro right now. Yeah, he yeah. Plays exactly. with so much swagger. It's like it's kind of like Luke Luca, right? It's like coming in the league mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. like having played with like grown men. Actually, you know, I guess it does. If you're good, like you can. That's that's something mm-hmm. you can oh. leverage, and he's definitely got. You that. mean wasting away in Luka the fucking in the in the I mean that's that's a interesting point though, like. Why is Lonzo such a fucking skittish weirdo, and Lamelo plays with so much confidence? Like I don't. Are you um? Are you the oldest child in your family, or do you have? I'm the middle. I'm the one that got yeah. caught stealing in China. Oh, an older that, one. That, like, I can totally understand team. where Lonzo's where Lonzo's <laughs> coming from. Like hey, he, my yeah. little sister got a full ride for basketball. She's fearless. She played varsity in eighth grade. The little the little ones fear nothing. Yeah, if you if you if you have a if you have a dad like that and you're the first child, it's a it's a it's a totally. He also, he also probably learned from like watching his brother. Yeah, right, 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 right. And the is just more talented. He's just a better basketball player all yeah. around than yeah. his brother. Like Lonzo got the hype because he's the first, but Lamelo is a way better player. Do you think it's like when you watch Lamelo shoot, you got to think Lonzo's going like really. <laughs> like this is happening now <laughs> like fuck me <laughs> hey, weirdly he's been he's still, throwing shooting a little better it's such yeah. a weird looking shot but they go in so much it's yeah. crazy yeah I'm enjoying watching him I hate that team because I hate Gordon Hayward with all my heart but like I'm I'm happy for I'm happy for the for the ball kids I guess you're happy for Michael Jordan yeah what well, I mean I guess so <laughs> Poor I'm happy. I'm happy that every time he does anything, it's good for DraftKings stock for some reason. So, um, I love having him as an honorary board member. It, it's good for, it's good for my portfolio. Michael uh, Jordan and Lavar Ball like doing well. That's makes me feel good about life. I have a so I have a question. We've got we've got about twenty minutes left, which I think is probably plenty of time to talk about this, but maybe not. Um, we were t- just talking about Nick's uh, draft picks and the great Nick, Nick's draft picks. W- who would you guys say is the greatest? Nick draft pick of all time. It's a, I mean, you mean second grace. It's not even a contest. It's Ewing and then. Right. And then who? And we're not going back to like Walt Clyde. Why not? Why not? Willis Reed? Willis Reed? That's a three. I mean, it's like the four. It's like Bradley, Clyde, Ewing, Mark Jackson. And then it gets, it falls off a cliff. He goes to like David Lee. I think. <laughs> David Lee. I really think it does go to David Lee, right? Like Frederick Weiss. We're not talking Frederick Weiss. I mean, in this sadly, <laughs> David Lee's in the conversation for like top five. Gotta be. Like, well, it like, depends. If we're if we're just talking, like obviously Ewing was like a, a number one kind of like consensus thing, right? So we won that lottery, right? And uh, yeah, he would he would be the greatest. And then Clyde was the second best player in the history of the Knicks, and maybe one of the most underrated but I don't players. think he was a hot I don't think he was hot shit coming out of like he played in the yeah. NIT garden right that's the only reason back then you happen to know about somebody like but he was he a, a he was a game in the NIT he was the fifth pick Bradley we knew he was the fifth he pick yeah but that, I mean, obviously, scouting and and college basketball was a different story. Like you were saying, the NIT at the Garden was how people would get make their name or whatever. Well, there's another player who I don't know if he played in the NIT at the Garden, but he definitely was drafted by the Knicks, the the eighty uh, second pick overall, and that's one Billy Rafferty. Although he never played for the Knicks, um, who is still a, a very functional and good announcer in this game. I, I think RJ actually feels the same way. But before we get to that, I want to know about the other Knicks 
draft pick who we were just discussing, Walt Clyde Frazier, Frazier also drafted by the New York Knicks. I feel like, like you're going to play some audio right who's, now. Who's like, also like a dickhead, like, not, not cherry picked. If you're, 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 you don't need the audio because you it'll just be like, styling and profiling, effervescent. Oh, oh so, man! So we've got are, uh, so we've got we've got two. I'm so glad we got I'm on two. Today. We got two announcers, both around the same age. Although I think Rafferty's a little older. Uh, is it time? Is my it sixth, Raftery? My, Rafferty, sorry. My sixth. My sixth and final uh, question in honor of Alfred Payton: Should Walt Clyde Frazier hang him up? Oh no! You you hang him up on your chin. That's what he should do. <laughs> you get to hang him up when you want to. <laughs> Do you enjoy listening to him call the oh, game? Oh yeah. First place Why? he's good. Is he's, he first place he's good. He calls it he calls it so directly and so honestly. Like when you watch a game, it's he'll be gimmicks, like Mike. It's just gimmicks. He doesn't say anything. It, no, it is it isn't. He'll okay. I, I watch all these Nick games and he'll say like a stu- like he'll call something a stupid foul, right? I don't know if he uses the word stupid. What he'll say? He'll yeah, say, say not a studious. He has no see. Chris is cherry picking. He listens. Yeah, to exactly. I know. It, it, it's getting he's getting all caught up. Lost and look. A Same. I mean, Rafferty just has lost. I was texting Chris yesterday. Rafferty's lost it physically. Like he looks like he's on death's door. Mm. But he's but he's an Irishman who's been drinking thirty beers a night for his whole. Life. That's literally uh, why he's only alive. Is is the alcohol keeps him alive still? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like it's like Marv. I feel bad about Marv. I mean, Marv to me was the greatest ever, and he's obviously far past it right it makes a lot Clyde isn't like that I Clyde... feel like Clyde is like that I feel like no. we were listening to a version of Clyde that isn't astute that doesn't do a lot of research no he's, he, I mean, it's, he's very he's throwing lob ball too, Breen picks him up and Breen won't let him embarrass himself I know but that's the thing is like Breen deserves better I think at no. this point in time Breen's wasting no, his fucking his golden honest question though do either of you think or believe that you'll ever sort of Honestly, say that like. Uh oh, Chris. Chris passed out. Is it Chris? There's a- no, but I know the question you asked. Would we ever admit, even if even if he was just yeah. reading the? What, what's no, the question? We yeah. Famous Phil Rizzuto. When Phil Rizzuto was like, "Oh, that Huckleberry, uh, was there lightning? I got it." I was like, "This is the best." Phil Rizzuto is the best. But like, I watched I watched Jeff Van Gundy, who I like, and Mark Jackson on on ABC and ESPN, and they stink. They do stink, but they're they're, uh, but they're, they're terrible. But they're, but and they're, like, they're doing a thing that's similar to the Clive's doing it, which is like he's playing. No. A, he's doing a, a a bit like Mark and no um, Clyde is and that's the first place. That's Clyde's personality. Right, he is not doing the shtick to get. I mean, the whole rhyming thing is like his announcer thing. It's like his home run call. But like his reactions to the game, to me, always like you were getting on his case because he wasn't like sufficiently um, broken up about Hawthorne Wingo. Yeah, <laughs> and to me, that was a really honest reaction. Like, I didn't like, know the He's not gonna sit there and say some like say say stuff about a guy he didn't know really well or yeah. whatever. Like, and it's the same thing when he does the games. He, he that's exactly say, what he did. No. Think about Hawthorne. He was like, oh yeah, he, he was a he was a hell of a player. He was a role player on the team. Yeah, he's like but he, he was. Have, a, he his his effervescence in the locker from. room was effervescent, and I found yeah. him truly yeah, effervescent. effervescent right? Yeah. I don't know, man. I I, 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 I like. He did, there was place. no heartfelt like. Oh watch, yeah, he was a good you, friend. Do you watch NBA Channel or League Pass, and we'll have like you'll be watching like, God forbid, Houston or. 
Indiana or these other teams and you see how horrible. Yeah, they yeah. They're so not, You know who's the it's best? Comparable. Yeah. You know who's the no, you know who's no, I'm saying Clyde is a lot better than that. The, Chauncey Billups is the is the is the best um uh color man, the best commentator like that I that I have here in the NBA. Have you, uh, like, have you watched that, have, watch Allah Abdel Nabi? That guy's fucking fantastic. No, Ab- Allah Abdel Nabi is doing what Clyde used to do, which is bring insight to the game, is, talk a little bit about his what? I need Mike Green and Doris Burke. They're one and two. That would be fantastic. Yeah, Doris Burke. Well, Doris Burke, yeah. Okay. Can that would be? I would. I'd support that entirely. I think give Clyde like make the playoffs. Give him the send off that he deserves. He they the well, we first ta- place. We were talking you know, about this with the Clyde is still on the is still doing it is because with the lockdown he doesn't travel. Right, and he gets right? to do, he does it from home, which yeah, right. well, and they I, do it from the studio. Yeah, I think they don't do it from home. I know that like no, so. he's, he's, at the, from, he's at the studio. He does it from Clyde's Wine and Dine. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. When you're in New York next time, Chris, we're, I'm taking you out to Clyde Wine and Dine, and I, we're gonna I, we're gonna see if we got our picture taken. Clyde, down, if it's not shut down for a bar mitzvah, which is which it is six nights a week. Can we wear our t- can we wear what, every, wear our wedding tuxedos? Yeah, we have to wear our wedding tuxedos if we do it. Um, I I I. Don't want to just shit on the Knicks to shit on the Knicks. I just feel like he's kind of he it's he's doing no. I I mean I don't I don't shit on the Knicks to shit on the Knicks. I watch the Knicks. You like, seem to though. I I mean I shit on the <laughs> Knicks to work you guys up, but I I do watch them. I'm not just out here like yeah pretending like I I, I oh yeah I saw this like YouTube clip like I'm I'm paying attention. RJ gives me gambling advice on Emmanuel quickly. My ears perk up. I put money on it. You know like I I. I know when RJ's doing like a let's all jump on this stupid bandwagon because I'm hyped about it or when RJ's being smart. And I think Quickly's the the example with Quickly is he loves him. I think two years ago when he was, or last year when he was high on Knox, he was just, you know, trying to get amped about something. What I am excited about is that you guys have a team that you, for the first I'm time since about. we've done this in four years, yeah. feel like you're a little bit invested. I know RJ's watching the game yeah. right now. In fact, I'm watching the game right now instead of just shitting yeah. on them. And to be honest with you, I get it now more than I ever have the New York mentality of like, this is New York's basketball team. The fact that you guys are watching this shit ball team and, and across the borough or across the river in, in Brooklyn, you've got an electric offense oh, yeah. with three of some of the best players that have ever played basketball. And you'd rather s- struggle through the fucking Merck and Meyer with washed up Tibbs coaching Taj Gibson and fucking... Alec Burks and fucking Austin Rivers and being like, we can make something of this. So I'll, I, I'll tell you, take a next step. Having a good, a decent Knicks team this year has made rooting. It made me want to root against the Nets. Like if, if the Knicks were as terrible as they've been, I would just wouldn't pay any attention to what was going on, but I'll watch a Nets game to like root against them. Like now, like I love KD and I love watching good basketball, but like the, the 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 satisfaction of watching like Washington come back on them or something like that is feels like a Nick win, like that's that's where basketball? I'm at right now. What I mean, they're talented offensive players, but is it good basketball? Um, I, mean, I don't like, think it's good watching basketball. Watching KD yeah. play, like I would watch KD play like in any kind of context. He's like that good. But it should no. It it is they they have some. There's something wrong with that team. Like Mike D'Antoni's <laughs> involved, right? <laughs> so there's something wrong with that team. And I, you know, well, also, I didn't know about Steve Nash. Steve Nash now I'm finding sh- out about Steve, Steve Nash, Nash, and that's is, a good feeling Steve too. Steve Nash is fucking is Jason Kidd point two oh. Like it's like, like he's not. It's the same shit. Like 
Michael Scott started his own paper company. Yeah, like, like that, yeah. You know what? I'll show them all. I'll, I'll yeah. leave Michael Scott paper company and I'll start my own. It does company. seem like Steve no, Nash, like this is his like, Scott, dude. this is his like, internet you know, startup thing. Like Steve Nash, like he's got, and he's like the new management guy. Yeah. Martin and Kyrie are his Pam and Ryan. And oh. that's, he's Michael Scott paper. Good luck. This is a, this is an office joke, I think. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah. Chris. Come on. I don't watch no office. Start streaming it on Netflix and catch up. <laughs> is this the, the I only British? watch Bridgerton with my wife? Is this the well, first <laughs> of all? You, if you want to have sex I, with a woman who's eight months pregnant, Bridgerton's your show. <laughs> I'll put anybody in the mood. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. I I don't really have a I I feel like you guys did an excellent job. I'm I'm I don't I I would like to give you the opportunity to have any like sort of parting parting shots. Um oh, I know I uh, have one. My Lupica style? What's that? Lupica style? Yeah. Parting From the lip? Yeah. You guys got any like does anybody have any feel like what okay, let me ask you a question. How about like, that? Dot, dot, dot. If only there were fans What's in the garden. RJ uh, uh, RJ well yeah, I guess if only there were fans in the garden. Um, I guess it would be a different season. It would. I think that they'd be actually be selling out games right now. I think that this game right here would be a sellout. Well, the next, the next always. I mean, they always had people at the garden, right? Like, yeah, but most of, most of the time they were Nets fans. I mean, no, C, no, I'm talking C, about C Gamblero. <laughs> don't, they, don't listen to him, Mike. Yeah. It's like the Rangers, like the Knicks. Like it's like people always show like the Knicks fans always showed up even when the, the team was bad. So Well, okay, so so what's what would you guys like to see the outcome? What's besides winning a championship? Best case scenario. Best case scenario. What's, I would like for us to yeah, I would like for us to narrowly miss the playoffs. Hmm. I would like for Dallas to miss the playoffs significantly, get two lottery picks, hope one of them is good, get Cade Cunningham. Uh, I mean, he's the only one. If even not, I would package our two first-round picks and a first-round pick next year to move up for Cade Cunningham. So I think he's the best player in college I've seen in a long time. And he, it would be he, it would be interesting poetic uh, justice if if for some reason this demise of Kristaps Porzingis was in fact the reason that the the Dallas Mavericks ooh, sucked so bad this year. Which is, at this point, it seems like it is. Mike, what one question before I ask Mike the same thing? Is it is the play-in team or is the if you miss if you're like the ninth or tenth team in the play-in tournament, do you still get to go? Like, where do you end up in the in the overall lottery? lottery? Are you still the lottery? Yeah, I don't know. I th- uh, I don't know. Can't imagine you would be. Well, but then they, also that would hurt people saying I was in the lottery. So I think that's probably a tricky. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm I, sure the I should have looked that one up. As many people as possible mm-hmm. want to say they're a lottery pick. Yeah, exactly. Right, like that's. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look into it. Mike, what's the best case scenario for you this season? I mean, realistic kind of best case scenario. It's like I, I would like to see us be competitive in a in a playoff series. Like I would like to see us like stick it to like somebody. 
You're not like not like happen. the Sixers or somebody. It's not like happen. like just ru- the like, top three teams like in the East are saying, win. Like the Knicks take the Sixers to five. Like is, is the first the first round's going to be like five games? Is it five or seven? Probably seven, right? Seven. Yeah. So let's say we make it into the play into the into the the uh, play in, and we're like matched up with the Sixers or somebody in the first, and we take them to like six or seven games, and everybody's like spends the rest of the week talking about what's wrong with the Sixers and all that kind of stuff. That's that to me would be really satisfying. Um, as far as draft picks, I am so over being excited. I understand, like, I hope, K- I don't know anything about, uh, Kate Cunningham, but like, I, I hope we get somebody good. Like, look, we had a number three pick and it was really depressing and we got this number, was he 24? Who was, uh, quickly was 20, 25, 24, something like that. Yeah. And like, and that's, so that to me is like where it's so hard to, build teams around picks or like um, I like seeing these players come in again. I go back to like the nineties teams when guys like John Starks and Anthony Mason, like came into the, like came from nowhere, like weren't like top lottery picks again, other than Ewing, we, that's not how traditionally we've built teams. So I would like us to see us continue to get like good guys out of nowhere. (laughs) Right. And then at some point be able to like find that, you know, I don't know, like somebody, I don't know, maybe, Lon, maybe Lonzo Ball is the guy who winds up being our point guard, right? I think Lonzo's like, going to Chicago. It's right on the street. But, I, yeah, you, uh, RJ made a face, but... Uh, <laughs> more non-shooters? What's that? <laughs> more non-shooters? Well, yeah, I agree. Look, Alfred Payton, not... who can't score? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, RJ's the problem there. RJ's the problem, right? I will say this, Mike, to your, in, to your point. The Knicks have played well against good teams, right? Didn't they beat Boston? I think they beat Portland. It was a crazy season, but yeah, yeah. We, we, we beat Milwaukee by like 40 points or something. Right. Yeah. With the no starters. I have one last question for you all. Unless, Chrissy, do you have a place that you, where you'd like to see the Knicks at the end of the season? No, I, I mean, I don't really care. I, it, they, I, I don't, to, to Mike's point, I don't think like getting into the playoffs and losing to, 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 Philly or Milwaukee or somebody in, in five games or something is like, is like a good thing necessarily. I, I think at that point, I think you'd rather just like go RJ's route and go into the draft and, and shoot your shot there or something or, and, or just to collect those assets, if nothing else, not try to even draft a player necessarily. If you can't get that high of a thing, but collect, you know, collect assets, collect valuable assets to, to build your team, however, which way you want to go, whether it's RJ's or, or cold cuts. Did it, any of you guys see that movie, The Little Things? Yes, I just watched it. You did. Is that? Did anyone yeah. else? The Denzel, the Denzel just came out on HBO Max. Rami, Rami Malik movie. No. Yeah. No. We'll save it for another day. I got you guys have to explain to me how that what happens in the end of that movie. I figured for sure RJ there wasn't a Denzel movie RJ hasn't seen in the opening weekend, so I'm a little shocked, and I'll chalk that up to him being a new parent and of a kid who looks very mobile on the internet right Waiting now. For- for my wife, so I was busy DMing Denzel yeah, over the yeah, weekend. I saw that. Yeah, he just me on Twitter, trying to find out what his number was when he played <laughs> basketball for him. So I get a custom jersey made for myself for the summer, and he won't get back to me. It's pretty sad. I could go That's through Alan Alda. Alda might be able to get at him. You know, Alan Alda. Alda? I have a connection. Although, he played squash at Fordham. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I have went a connection. To, I have a connection to Alda. Alda went to your high school and went to RJ's. Alma mater. That's why you a guys lot of guys went from Stepanak to Fordham. Believe me. Really? Yeah. 
Um, I just, just, just to Chris's point though, like my, isn't cause I so much want to get into the playoffs, but if we don't get into the playoffs, that means like, uh, Atlanta or Cleveland or any of these teams were better than us. Like that's the part of it that I, I mean, I want to see us continue to play good basketball, which means we're going to wind up in the playoffs and I want to see us play well in the playoffs because that'll mean we've, we're continuing to play good basketball, which I think is, is so much better than sucking and getting draft picks as, as a lifestyle. Well, if this Bullock guy has anything to say about it, you're not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> Who the fuck, dude? Talk yeah, he you. is. You can't he get is, like he, a, he is keeping a space warm for a good player. I am, like, I I am watching a team like freeze out a player in the NBA regular season right now, and that player is Bullock, whoever the fuck he is. Jim J. Bullock. He's not. <laughs> is, is, it, block. is it Jim J. Bullock? Is it Jim J. Bullock? <laughs> RJ, you were going to say something? I hate Bullock so much. Like, just let Obi Toppin shoot those jumpers. It doesn't make any sense. He's actively he calling for the ball. Shock wide open threes and brick them. So that doesn't make sense to me. Then why are they playing Bullock instead of just giving, like, Knox more run? That's what I don't understand to... about Tibbs. That's my fucking point. He's like, why is he, have you seen Kevin? No, I don't. He's got a twenty-one-year-old kid who's unproven, who like clearly was the uh, seventh no, pick in proven. the draft. He has proven currently he is not very good at basketball. Better Knox than was shooting the lights out though for a while, and then I, look, they were just like, tanking him. I mean, but I think Knox got seven <laughs> minutes last night and only got his shot swatted, and he made the opposite end of a of a highlight. Getting his shot swatted into Who's, like who not he he yeah. had that he had that sweet uh, pass to the top and for the dunk the other night that was there you go see Mike but Mike there's plenty of guys that 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 don't get a chance and don't get minutes and and they're young still and they just need they need more time across the league and you know like Christian Wood is the hot name now lately who who comes to mind that is that exact sort of style or, or that what happens to some of these players is that they're because because they're not good enough to to get the minutes from their coaches. And, and get a rotation and get actual time to develop, then, then you know, th- those five, six years down the road when they change teams, then they, then they kind of break out because they, they just, just, you get some of these guys, you just got to play them just to play. And, and you live and die with all the bad stuff that happens with that stuff. I think. I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't, I well, guess I feel differently. To me, it's like, that's what practice is for. Like, if you look like, like um, we're talking about Randall. And even if you look at RJ Barrett, who I feel has improved this year, they didn't improve by playing in the NBA. They improved by doing stuff off court to make their game better. And maybe these and like Tibbs watches Kevin Knox in practice every day. He knows what the guy's capable of. I think that's the reason he's not getting in the game. And and in a few years, maybe Knox like finds a spot where he gets. Yeah, maybe. maybe but I just don't feel like what's been missing in Kevin Knox's game is he hasn't got enough. Minutes well, I think that I mean this is exactly this is like, exactly the problem. This is this is the paradox. Tibbs is coaching the team the way that you want the team to be coached. They, yeah. He wants mm-hmm. to barely make the That's fucking playoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but but RJ, no, no, but RJ is the opposite. RJ is right. is what is the person, the coach. That wants to. He's the he's the fan that wants to see yeah, what he's Knox the, can he's, do. And that's more typical he wants of what to, Knicks he, fans are like. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's where we that's and there we are. There we are, folks. Right. Yeah, right. you know, I totally agree. Who are you guys looking for? So both Knox and Frankie Smokes will be all stars on the Houston Rockets in like three years. Well, let's just yeah. say something. While while the while years, the Knicks give a max to Shake Milton like, uh, <laughs> and Julius Randle. <laughs> <laughs> guys it's been wonderful 
I really appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> we we ran out of time, but we w- we are so glad to have you back. We love you, Cold Cuts. Thank yeah, you so much, RJ. We love you too. He's giving me double double one finger waves. Chris, I'll talk to you soon. Hopefully, I don't have a child, but I might. Yep. Uh, and uh, we'll <laughs> we'll see you next <laughs> week, assholes. Take Bye. care, everybody. It's good to see you. You guys have all been effervescent, by the way. You're the most effervescent. Peace. Clyde Amundsen. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Yes. Nice. Yeah, we got to do that. His name's yeah. not even Clyde. It's not even Clyde. But that's it's Walt. It's Wait fucking Walt. It's not you know, Clyde. It's not really your middle name. It's, not, it's just Clyde. <laughs> you don't get to choose Clyde. Your name's Walt. You're fucking Walt. You just be Walt. It's a nickname. They gave him a nickname. Clyde. So, yeah. So the you know rhymes. Do you know why he's Clyde? So that it would rhyme with Glide or Clyde. His names aren't other, other first person names. You don't get, a nickname. You don't get a nickname. Like a, of you don't get to be like, name. hey, Mike, your new name's Ryan. You're Ryan Davey. Because <laughs> you're flying Ryan. All right, Ryan. He was Clyde because cause he dressed like, Cl- like Clyde from Bonnie and Clyde. Thank you. The yeah. hat. Yeah. You're Ryan. That's a, you, to me, you, that's all. You, you look awesome, like Ryan like, Gosling in the notebook, Mike. <laughs> Jesus. No. It's a perfectly good first place, Clyde is not like a regular name either. Sure like, it nobody's is. named Clyde. Why not? I guess it's Clyde, Clyde, Clyde Drexler. Yeah, Clyde Drexler. This is postscript, right? No, yeah. we're still yeah. we're still recording because oh, I was. Is, is this gonna go in the teaser? <laughs> <No>. But hey, <laughs> it's definitely it's de- I'm signing off now. Thank you guys. Uh I'm just gonna put hit pause on record, but I wanna keep talking, so go. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh,